Hey friends, this is Minor Issues. I'm your host, Lily Halloran. Over 100 years after women earned the right to vote in America, we remain underrepresented in government. Although the number of women running for office and winning has increased over the years, America still has a long way to go before reaching gender equality in politics. This week, Annika joins us to share the facts about women in politics, discuss why it is important that women are involved, talk about the challenges we face, break down the ways that we can create a positive portrayal of all our women in government, and give advice for how us teens can get involved. Thanks for tuning in this week. My name is Annika Mucker. I am 17 years old from California, right outside of Sacramento. I am a rising senior and my pronouns are she and her. I'm very interested in global nonprofit work, particularly related to girls' rights and education. So I work with like Plan International USA. She's the first in my impact on some of their programming. I also do a lot of work with congressional campaigns and raising awareness about the need for diversity and representation in politics. And I also recently founded my own organization called Project Hearth, which uses storytelling and digital media to help amplify the voices of girls around the world and build cross-cultural connections. Why is it important that women are equally represented in politics? Something that I pose a lot as a question is, if a community is impacted by a certain problem or issue, shouldn't they be the ones at the forefront of finding the solution? They know their needs the best and they have the best leverage and capability in amplifying those needs and the solutions that need to be made. And that's the exact approach that I take when discussing women in politics. There's so many issues in this world and in this country and on a local level that impact women and women of color disproportionately. And by being impacted and experiencing those things firsthand, we have the most capability to amplify our needs and amplify what we think and know is necessary for a solution. Having that power in being in a place of decision making is incredibly important to creating positive lasting change for our communities and for the country and the world. And there's also these other considerations that have been scientifically and statistically proven that when women are in political positions, they tend to prioritize community needs, the environment and social justice issues a lot more. Having that platform is something that's really important. When Kamala Harris was elected vice president last November, it was a really big win for women, specifically POC women. Why was this such a big milestone? I, I know from my personal experience of the election, my friends and I were literally on call every single day, refreshing the results as if that would somehow change the outcome. And when she won, I was overwhelmed with so many emotions that I really couldn't describe. It both marks the end and the beginning in a way. So if you look at all the previous vice presidents of the United States, they're all older white men. And then Kamala Harris is now there as the first woman of color, relatively younger and in this position, breaking that history. And in that way, it's kind of acknowledgement of these institutions and systems that 
we're pushing to end and that are coming to an end. But then there's also kind of that beacon of hope for the future where in being the first, she's opened up doors for so many other girls and women to follow in her place and to maybe even rise to even higher positions. And that by being the first, she won't be the last. So Kamala Harris obviously is a big role model for a lot of us. Who are some other current women in politics that are serving as inspirations and helping others, both in America and abroad? The first woman that comes to mind is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I admire her. I admire her so much, obviously because of her stances on certain issues, but also how passionate and strong she is in her beliefs that she won't compromise on what she knows is right. And having that conviction is very inspiring and empowering, and I, I genuinely admire her so much. And then all the way in New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, who has been serving as prime minister, she is also a huge source of inspiration and empowerment. Obviously, Kamala Harris, Ilhan Omar, and also on the other side of the world, the first female president of Taiwan, Tsai Ing-wen. So, yeah. I, I agree with all of them. Is the political portrayal and representation of women growing? And if so, why? Of course, I think if you look at the statistics throughout time, you can see a steady increase. I believe before the 2020 election, the Senate was made up of like 23% of women or something along those lines, and it's increased to about 27%. I'm not sure of the exact statistics, but there has been a steady increase, even among communities of color. But there is still a lot more progress that needs to be made. 51% of the United States is made up of women, but there's no legislative body that is made up of more than 30% women. And that is something that needs to be changed. Just a little statistic here. Women are the heads of state or government in only 22 countries. And there are 119 countries that have never had a woman leader. At this rate, gender equality won't be reached for another 130 years. And all of this is coming from the UN Women website. But what needs to be done, specific steps so that we can bridge this gap and find gender equality in this realm of politics? More than women running and losing elections, it's that women aren't and girls aren't running in the first place. The first thing would be to start young, empowering girls, having them being able to be more civically engaged and participate in their communities and be equipped with the resources and knowledge that might be necessary to pursue careers in policy and politics and maybe even international relations. And another thing that I find very important is the women that are in these spaces and these community leaders is really just amplifying their voices and acknowledging and lifting up the perspectives that they have on the issues that are impacting them and their communities. I think those are two really important things in inspiring and empowering and equipping women to run for positions in office. After this quick break, hear more from Annika on the ways that women and teens can help our country improve. Stay with us. So women, we have proven that we are fully capable leaders and there's no difference between us and men. 
Yet there's still this systemic stigma that we are lesser leaders when it comes to politics. I always find myself wondering, why is it still prevalent in 2021? The patriarchy exists and it. That is something that we're working to change for the better. Why this toxic mindset is so prevalent and it still exists is these systems have not been like fully eradicated to that extent. So if you're looking at, again, about women in politics, there's this sense of tokenization in that they're often objectified or their experience and the way that they present themselves is more commented on than maybe the stances on the issues that they have or the legislation that they're proposing or things of that nature. And I wish I had a reason for why it still persists. And if I did, then it probably would no longer exist because I would know exactly how to address it. But I think the fact that it exists is all that more important in acknowledging the need to remove these systems and these institutions. How does that make you feel knowing that, you know, if you were to go into politics, you wouldn't be taken as seriously? I think it's something that is very disheartening and something that has honestly, in a way, scared me out of wanting to pursue a career in politics. In that way, just knowing that it's there makes me want to go and change it to kind of be there and be like my appearance and um, the way I present themselves. Yes, they're parts of me and they exist, but look at these issues that I'm advocating for, look at this legislation I'm proposing, the change that I'm making, this is what I should be valued on. And like having that kind of fear of being subject to that scrutiny and that toxic environment, but also having that empowerment to go out there and hopefully change it is kind of how that has shaped my perception of politics. Yeah, for sure. What are some ways for young women to get into politics? A lot of it just starts on the community and local level. So my first kind of exposure to working in politics was participating in discussion groups. There's this congressional candidate who was running in the district adjacent to mine, and her team organized these discussion groups with youth around our region to just talk about issues that we're passionate about. So climate change, racial justice, educational equity, gun violence, immigration reform. It was just a space for us to really talk and share opinions. And then I ended up getting involved with their campaign as a fellow and doing a lot of voter outreach and voting plan creation. And that was kind of the experience that equipped me with the most perspective and knowledge about following a path in this sort of career. So it all just comes down to having discussion and like having this opportunity to share your perspectives and formulate your own stances on these real and prevalent issues. And then finding ways to get involved with the community and with the people who are doing work right around you and then branching off from there. How does the inclusion of women in politics impact young people? There's that statement, youth, we are the future. So we're going to build off the progress older generations have made, but we're also going to have to cope with their problems. We're already dealing with a lot of them right now. And tying back into the idea of representation, seeing yourself in these places of decision-making, seeing yourself as capable of making these decisions 
is incredibly important, knowing that you'll be able to rise into these positions one day and make the change that you would have liked to see when you were a young person. Yeah, I think the women in politics now are the inspiration for all of us who are going to be future presidents and policymakers and things like that. What can teenagers do to make sure that women continue to be represented in politics and that their work is taken seriously? One thing that we often fall into, like with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, or again with AOC, is that we're hallmarking them as kind of these icons or these figures that are more so acclaimed or popularly known as again, like these icons or figures instead of real people doing real work. And I think instead of like spotlighting that tokenized aspect of them, but spotlighting the work that they're doing is really important. So shifting the way that we portray women in politics from not only like who they are, but also what they stand for and what they're doing is one way that teens can can make sure that women continue to be represented. If you're young, maybe inexperienced, don't let that stop you and just go out and do the work and fight for the causes that you're passionate about. And that's the biggest step you can take to ensuring that this representation and progress continues. This is gonna sound so cheesy, but don't let anybody stop you or tell you you can't do something. Just go follow your dreams and change the world. Thank you to Annika for talking with me this week, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Minor Issues. If you haven't already listened to our latest episodes on COVID-19 vaccines or college applications, you can find them with all of our other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your editor and host, Lily Halloran. Eunice Bekarov produced this episode. Our graphic designer is Jim. And of course, a big thank you to the ambassadors and freelancers on our team who are always working to improve the show. Stay tuned for our next episode coming in two weeks on September 8th, where another teen podcaster joins me to discuss critical race theory. If you want to learn more about minor issues, you can visit linktr.ee slash minor issues podcast, which is linked in this episode's description. Have a great day.